It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single mismatched multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you found yourselves returned to a changed world of heightened danger and unraveling seams. We pick up in Napone City with a few pathways to choose from for your next steps. Dana Dakal is missing. There is something wrong with the jump lanes. The head of the new Kanzir has been assassinated. What do you do next? Have we slept since we got back? No. <laughs> I feel we should sleep. Yeah. Bed. Uh, yeah, we'll, let, we'll all meet oh. up again after after we sleep. <laughs> well, well, wait, 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 wait. Surely we'll be sleeping on our way there, so why don't we just get going as a starting point? Well, where are we going? Well, presumably we're going to go rescue Dana. Yeah, we're going right? to go rescue Dana, because that's also where the cancer is. Yeah. Tesh needs to do a full body scan of Schlurp. Oh, yeah, I just want to do that whole thing. That whole thing. Schlurp is not happy about this, but we're like, I'm sorry, you don't have a choice. Schlurp's not happy about anything right now. Okay. So what's new? So welcome back to the Maelstrom Galaxy. The characters are going to nap um, <laughs> and then do some health checks. Do you want to do the health check basically immediately and then take a long rest and then do ship? Is that like the order we're doing or things in? health check, get on ship, sleep on ship. In, in movement. Sleep whilst I mean, move. We could sleep while the health check is being done. Because Schlurp doesn't need to sleep. But the rest of us this do. Is true. Well, Schlurp's going like, to basically put themselves in sleep mode for this. Unless like, I can't. I, I, I don't know. I want to be there for emotional support because Schlurp is sad. Um, we can do the health check. The KJ does have a med bay. It's behind the kitchen. I don't I don't know why I put that there, but that's where it is. <laughs> um, it's the only place I could fit it, frankly. So yeah, the med bay is behind the kitchen, just beneath the bridge. So you can do your health check in there. I think it takes Tesh a short while to get there. Um, she's been helping. I think she, um, I think she's been running a clinic or something in the city to help people. Um, well, help the sites as they arrive, get them fixed up and etc. So um, they'll be, she'll be able to help with a health check in the med bay. Lorelei, you're going to be there for emotional support. Everyone else is going to bed. Yeah. Whilst we're waiting for Tesh to arrive, what's sort of the initial response to our big speech? With our, with my thirty seven performance check. Oh yeah, and oh, your yeah. seven billion followers. Seventy billion. Well, my question to you is: Do you leave your notifications on, or do you kind of go, go right? We're going to put that out into the void and then leave it. Yeah, is this like a void thing, or do we want to like be aware of what's happening? Do not leave your notifications will break your. Oh phone. yeah, oh yeah, they broke my phone last time. So let's not have those well, on. Craig doesn't know how to turn them off. <laughs> Lorelei steals Crick's phone and gives it to Schlurp. Turn off the notifications, please. <laughs> I do so. <laughs> wait, you could. Wait, you can turn those off. Crick, I've had I I've had mine turned off for years. Well, I didn't get any before this. I I, <laughs> I, I got back and it was I had like. <laughs> That's so sweet. So 
sorry. I didn't yeah, get it before. You, you, no one fault. I was a hero, but no one cared about my train blog. Well, Except yeah. from this one guy from Sweden called Eric. Yeah, I like, I like Eric. He commented on an, he commented on like every other train. It was good. You guys are gonna sleep. Uh, Lorelei and Schlepp are gonna do med check. Um, do you guys wait for Tesh to arrive, or do you just, do you just go lay down? I'm gonna go lay down. Listen, I only have 140 hit points. I have 142. I really need a rest. Oh no, you poor child. <laughs> I'm gonna ask Emily when she messages Tesh. Can Tesh bring me a new comms unit? Because mine's broken. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say maybe an hour and a half later, Tesh shows up on the KJ. She obviously walks up through the ship because it's parked on the ground, and so that means she like she kind of. You're in the med bay. Where where do you think you wait for Tesh, you guys? I mean, in the, like, the seating area, just before you get into the kitchen. Oh, yeah, the living room. Yeah. Just beneath the yeah, room. sounds right. Be comfy. Okay, so you wait on the sofas, and behind you, at the back of the kitchen, where the lift cuts through the kitchen, because uh, the lift of the KJ runs vertically through the whole ship, all the way up through the nine decks, so it actually comes into the ki- back of the kitchen on this floor. You hear it arrive... And then you hear the the clatter of little Araswati hoof feet. <gasps> babies! The babies are here! Lorelei is very excited and goes to hopefully get hugs. It is a single pair of Araswati hoof feet. It's just Tesh looking no. sha- oh, Wow! That's so- No! Your sister! <laughs> Fully your sister! Boo. I wanted other babies! I wanted babies! Send, send her back to get the kids. <laughs> yeah. Go, go get your children. We need your emotional support, children. <laughs> this wouldn't work with human babies. Araswati fawnlings are just very cute. No. <laughs> yeah, it's just her. She's she's carrying a huge like medical duffel and she's got a kind of a- a splotched coat on. She looks shattered, and she drops the the bag on the floor of the kitchen. And you two have like come round because you were like, "Oh my god, the kids! This would be great." And it's just her, and she looks shattered. And she just looks at both of you, and then she just starts crying. Oh, hugs, oh, hugs, group hug. I feel like Lorelei goes and hugs Tash, and then Shlerp just comes over and lifts us both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's literally just quietly crying between the two of you. Um, and when, whenever you eventually put her down, she kind of goes, okay, okay, um, follow me. Let's get you set up. And she leads you into the med bay. She does so with absolute confidence. Very obviously, she's been on this ship a lot as part of the girl boss gang. The med bay actually has some photos of Jerdy and Damish taped up on the walls. Faraday's stuff is still there, but there's a, a lot of little things which are obviously Tesh's. Um, and Love yeah, it. she gestures for you to hop onto the examination bed. So, are we looking for something in particular? Um, there was a data leech in Schlerp's thigh. That, and you told us it was doodad. Luella. I suspect. Yes, you did, because you screamed. I suspect. I'm sorry for that earlier. It's, there was a lot to process. And sometimes that comes out as screaming. It's entirely understandable. Uh, data leech um, in the thigh about the height of Luella. When you say Luella, that sort of rings a bell? Is that... Pop princess, friends with Junie. Maybe no longer friends with Junie. So, but yes, data leech. Uh, we 
did a scan on the ship we were on with the um, on the way to the Empire, but uh, you know these things better than we do. It was gone by the time by that point, but we don't know for how long it was gone for. And it would have been put in at the benefit concert. Oh, the charity gala. Yes. Yes. Um, I'll have a look for you. Um, I would like to have a look at the old injury site as well, if that's okay. Do I have to be away for this? It won't hurt. I'll... If it's that, all right... uh, Sorry, that's not what I'm concerned about. It's been a lot. You can go into sleep mood. Only if you trust me. I trust you. Uh, Lorelei... I found with other clients and other patients that sometimes it's helpful to just have someone waiting and watching anyway. Even yeah. if you feel like it's all right, Schlepp, sometimes it's better to just know someone is there who can smack me with a tray if I do anything weird. No, that's fair. Lorelei's definitely good at smacking people. <laughs> okay, so she, she, puts her, she puts her hands on the sides of your face and she says, right, you can go to sleep now, sweetheart. Just, just shut down, shut down. Yeah, and then, yeah, Slurp shuts down. Yeah. And, and, they got, and they got screensaver face on. And Tesh gently lowers their head onto the pillar of the examination table and then gets to work. And I'm going to roll Medineering for her, which she is very good at. Uh, can I give the help action? Yeah, you absolutely can. Uh, she rolled an 18. The way I think your body works is you have like lots of electronic sinew and muscle and then you have plating over it. So she just kind of pops open those plating so she can get at your guts and pieces. Uh, Lorelei, as you see Tesh lean in to inspect the thigh, you can see there is still like a puncture hole and Tesh kind of peels up some cables and you can see that there is, in, like, in, like Faraday said, there is like a burrowed tunnel that goes up their leg and presumably up into the rest of their body. And as Tesh is looking at that, she kind of is pulling a face saying... Schlepp said this was like Luella? They thought back and we looked through all of the footage that was leaked and it seems like the only time it could have been put in was when Luella was leaving the stage and Synth was going onto the stage. The only thing I don't understand about that, she says, closing up Schlepp's leg and then kind of moving up and checking each, starting to check each limb in case there's another puncture hole. She says, the quality of the equipment used here, I can tell you, I've seen a lot of data leech injuries in my career and that one is very clean. That ability to enter the data leech that far down the body and for it to be intelligent and capable of finding its way to the central processing unit without permanently disabling their body that's very very high tech that's an extremely extremely good data leech that's even more concerning yes it's very concerning and she carries on kind of leaving that with you and then after about 10-15 minutes more she sits down um, takes off her gloves that she'd put on to investigate, which are now covered in little, little bits of oil and etc. And she says, I can't see anything else. When I was going up there back, I could see the trail again of that same data leech from before. It doesn't seem like it's affected them in any way, but I would recommend getting that area refilled and getting everything reset how it should be at some point, because otherwise they might end up with some chronic pain just from how it's pressed on their nerves and etc. 
but right now it's absolutely fine and I don't see anything else. So they are clean. Mm, uh, do we have what we need here to fix it or how? I can do it, but it would take a few days. The route it took up along the spine area where a lot of their, uh, how to describe like nerves and neurons she does with like air quotes are like that's quite delicate work it would be mm. quite major but like like i said it doesn't currently affect them it's just something they should get sorted out at some point in the future okay i'll be sure to let them know i don't think we have a few days right now unfortunately yeah fuck uh what i can do which wouldn't take that long is i can give you a data leech detector it's just a small chip we can put it in at the base of their head and it'll detect if anything tries to cross up from their neck and the rest of their body into the CPU. It's not foolproof. It's a new thing that I've been working on. And there might be a date leech out there which is high tech enough it can't pick it up. But it should detect if anything new tries to go up there that shouldn't be there. Mm. Um, but obviously, I want them to be awake to ask permission for that. Yeah. So, And then she gives them a poke. She pokes Schlurp in the elbow very hard. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Schlurp. I'm sorry for waking you up. I just wanted to ask you permission. Do you feel like you're awake enough to give me consent for this? I or... I think so. Okay. Let's go with yes. I've just been talking to Lorelei. You're clean. I'm happy to tell you you're clean of any data leech. I've been working on a small piece of tech and she's um, she fumbles around and goes, oh, I don't have it on me right now, unfortunately. But I've been working on a small piece of tech that I can pop at the base of your skull or your CPU. And it should be able to tell if any data leech tries to get up there in the future. I was telling Lorelei, it's not foolproof because there might be a data leech which is more high tech than anything I can combat. But it might be a nice little reassurance, like a, a nice little... Safety measure? Safety measure, yes. Well, better some chance than no chance of knowing. So, like, how does it work? Would I hear, like, a ding in my head or something? Basically, it would set off a small alarm. Yeah, cool. Let's do it. Okay, um, I currently don't have one on me, so if you just see me in the morning, I have to go back to my clinic. I... I want to spend more time with you, but I'm completely swamped at the moment. I'm so sorry. So if you come see me in the morning, um, I will get you fitted out. It should only take about 15 minutes. You got time for that, right, Lorelei? Yeah, that should be fine. And it's complimentary, of course. I am not going to charge family. Cool. Lorelei just starts stroking Schlaff on the head because she's not quite sure what else to do. (laughs) 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 And... Tesh looks between you both and says, I'm really glad that Schlurp had people with them through whatever you guys have been through. It seems like a lot. And she looks at you, Laurel, and she says, you're carrying more with you than you were before. It's been, yeah, hasn't been six months for us, but the time it has been has been dense. Yes, let's go with that. Well, I've done what I can. I don't know how much more I can help you guys, so I need to head back to the clinic. Um, I think she like sits up on the table and just gives gives her another re- like real big old deep hug, and she returns it really enthusiastically. And then she leans back and says, "Schlurp, I'm sorry that you didn't get to tell the galaxy 
who you are in your own time but I promise you that good things will come from this I'm already seeing so much good from the sites and the AIs who are coming here to seek refuge you mean a lot to them and then she she hops off the stool and picks up her huge medical bag and she says I need to go back to the clinic I'm so sorry to dash uh can I grab some food and make like stop her for five minutes and make sure she eats some food and drinks some water before she leaves oh you absolutely can yeah <laughs> eat the sandwich it's like Shlap, I think it's bedtime. <laughs> oh, definitely. You have all done so much in the past wibbly-wobbly amount of time that sleep comes easily, regardless of all the various traumas you've been through. Crick! <laughs> <laughs> well, this is expected. <laughs> Hi, lovely. <laughs> Bad dream time, motherfucker. You plummet into sleep, Crick, and find yourself lying flat on your back looking up at a sky on fire, as you have so many times before. Only this time it does look slightly different, which is interesting. Rather than just a broiling mass, you can see shapes moving through the flame like painterly living figures like you saw on the walls of the canyon in the realm of Ade, the previous god of truth. You can see blurry images beyond just fire. Could you roll me a perception check, please? I was about to ask, yeah. Oh, hell yes! Not natural 20, but it's 17, which okay. is very high for me. With a 17, Crick, you look up at that fire and the dancing images, you can kind of just about see beyond it and within it, and you squint and try to focus. You remember a long time ago in this dream space, presumably Ade telling you that you have some control over it, you can use this as a tool in a way. And as you squint at the fire with that 17, you are able to make out that those figures, well, one of them is an Araswati. Can I tell which one? Uh, yes, you would recognize those swept back pointed black horns anywhere as Dana DeKarls. <sighs> She's blurry and painterly, like each limb is a single rough brushstroke of image, of color. Um, and she looks like she's running. I call out to her. She stumbles, um, and as she kind of stumbles and looks around herself, a towering painterly figure kind of looms out of the flames and resolves into a Namazir and another Namazir, both of them like armored and armed to the teeth. And Dana scrambles to her feet and runs, and you see those figures chase her. Can I shout at the Namazir? <laughs> Shout, what do you say? Um, I, I shout like, Namazir, stop. One of them, like, their hand flies to their head as if they have, like, a, a, like a communication thing, like an earpiece there, and they kind of stop and look behind themselves. And Dana drops to all fours and accelerates, and then the sky turns blue because she seems to fall 
And then that fire is turning to swirling waves and water. And she is like sinking through it. And as she's sinking through it, the dream falls to pieces. And you wake up to dawn blaring in through the light of the window of your room. Huh. That was you. Uh, all around the ship, you are waking up. You didn't go to bed at night time, but you are waking up with the morning. So <laughs> oh you slept for like a good 12 to 14 Just hours. unconscious. Just absolutely flat out Dead to the world. Um, I think she'll have to spend the group chat that they need to go and see Tesh. So like, please don't leave without me. Okay, so Shlep's gonna go off. <laughs> <Just like this. laughs> Quick, like, Dana! <laughs> I'm gonna go get that deer I have normal emotions about! <laughs> totally normal. Totally, totally normal, normal emotions. To be fair, it would probably take quite a while for us to realise that Shlep wasn't in their room. <laughs> like, Home Alone style. <laughs> what did we forget? Shlep! Shlep alone. I mean, Lorelei was planning on going with them. Oh yeah, okay, so Lorelei and Schlepp are going to go to the clinic to see Tash. Um, Lorelei, I just have this vision of Lorelei sat on Schlepp's shoulders, just sort of attached to their skull. Like, no, protect the baby. Lorelei, Lorelei, like like a hat! I was thinking of like a parrot on Schlepp's shoulder. Lorelei, well I do appreciate you coming with me to all these things. You don't, like, have to. I could have asked someone else. I know, but like... Would you? But if you'd rather somebody else, that's fine. No, but like also, if you want to come, I'm feeling come. Very, I'm feeling very protective right now. Also, so, I don't know where Talia is, and it's stressing me out. So, I see. So this is a mutual thing. Yes. Cool. So as these two descend the lift and head out of the ship, I imagine Faraday. I feel like I don't know why. I get the vibe that Faraday is the most unconscious <laughs> of everyone. Um. I'm just basing this off of my wife, Leonie, who would be the most unconscious <laughs> know, of everyone. Except you forget on... Oh yeah, everyone thought they were the first to wake up. On our Patreon, everyone except Lorelei thinks they're the first to wake up. <laughs> and Lorelei is like, no, mornings are bullshit. I guess this is like a big shit, they just wouldn't know. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to say is the bickering basically goes past Faraday and Junie's room. And Faraday, you stir to find Junie sitting cross-legged on the bed beside you, looking very intently at the side of your face. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, babe. And she kind of purses her lips a bit and then just goes, I don't know how to say this, but your hair. Have the others noticed? No, what about it? And she touches your temple. And she pulls a few strands out of your hairstyle and holds them up into the morning light. And she says, just as you see it, she says, it's starting to go grey. Um, but like not in a bad way. No, you look great. You look great. But this wasn't here before. And it hasn't been six months for you. Pass me a mirror. Uh, she scrambles and grabs her comms device and then puts it on selfie cam and passes it to you. How much, Grey? There's like a, a band of it running from your right temple behind your ear and down through your hair. Oh, shit. I 
I don't know. <laughs> Add it to the to-do list. She nods and kisses your temple where it starts. I can't believe we're going to have to go away so quickly. I'm sorry. I mean, it's okay. I'm not going to be like, fuck Dana. <laughs> Stay with me. So, um, how long is, has everyone been on the ship? That's new. Uh, it's been a few months. Um, I had to do something. Started pulling together the open hand and one by one they joined. I got Damini first. She wanted to go find Tali. I kind of accidentally rec recruited Tali through Damini because Tali was going insane. So that's that's probably the weirdest one. She's very prickly. I mean, that's fantastic news. And I mean, I meant to say yesterday before just, you know, falling asleep, but you seem different and it's good. <laughs> what, me? Yeah, you seem more stressed. stressed. No, well, <laughs> yes. You seem better. Better? More sure of yourself. I feel like I have a plan now, or at least a direction. I'm not just the Lady Zenith's daughter or Faraday Lewis's Faraday Zenith Lewis's wife anymore. You were never just anything, but I'm glad to see that you realize that. Now, we should probably go and make breakfast. Yeah, we should go make breakfast before Lorelei and Schlurp are back. Race ya. Corral, what have you been up to? Well, Corral did wake up at some point, and before they go out into, you know, dealing with other people again, they want to do a little bit of magic. Oh! So the first thing they're going to do is they're going to resummon Maxwell, because Maxwell's been absent for a while. Yeah! <laughs> oh, buddy! Um, and there just really wasn't an opportunity to bring him back <laughs> before now. Uh, yeah, yeah, you summon Maxwell. What does that look like? It's been a while. I think Corel, Corel's found ways to to perform the spell sort of without some of the trappings of of it. They just sort of shape their hands and sort of the shape of Maxwell's little burrowing owl form sort of appears in midair. Yeah, he coalesces and then drops and lands on your left wrist. Hello. And makes this lovely little cooing noise at you. Crow gives Maxwell just a little, like a little stroke. And because they've just been doing this something, they start to think about something else, which is the, the Book of Shadows. Oh! And obviously, Crow did ask how to make another one. Now, the note I had down was, and this was from Kavoris, or Kavoris's skull was sort of it needs to be made with spirit and care. It was unique to the individual and sort of part of themselves. Corral's not sure that they're ready to do it right now, but they want to start feeling it out. Oh, like how to make a book of shadows. Just reflecting on those words and sort of looking within themselves. Corral, Corral's, Corral's looking for tools. Okay. Um, I think, are you still petting Maxwell? I think as, as Corral's thinking, yes, I think just idly as you pet maxwell the edges of him seem to kind of crackle slightly and as you pet him um 
your claw, your right index claw catches, and he makes a little like noise. And as it as he does, you pull your hand away, and you've pulled away one of his feathers. Only like when it's not with him, it kind of can't seem to hold its shape. It's like it doesn't know what shape to be. That's new. And initially it doesn't know what shape to be, but as you're holding it and you're thinking about the Book of Shadows, you can see it kind of trying on forms. Like it changes, it kind of, the end of the feather seems to become almost like a, like a pen nib or a fountain pen nib. And then the rest of it changes again and it starts to kind of try and be flat like paper. It, it's weird, it seems like feeling about the Book of Shadows, something made with care from a piece of yourself. Maxwell is a found familiar spell, sure, but he is also a part of you. Hmm. If I focus on the feather, just sort of with put, put more intent on it, does it start to focus more on a particular shape? You're focusing on the feather. I think that that changing of shape becomes more deliberate and exaggerated. Uh, what what kind of shape do you focus on? Do you want paper? Pen. Okay. So if I'm, it's a question if I'm looking to make the making making that the book, or whether it to, to be something to write the book with, almost. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's kind of offering you that choice. And as I'm asking that, I'm going to ask, what uh, do you use to do your magic? Is it wisdom or a different one? It's uh, intelligence. Intelligence. Okay. Can you just make me a straight intelligence roll? And then tell me what you're thinking of, item-wise. Uh, that's an 18. I think something to make the book with. I think that's where Corel's mind would be going. Okay. The feather shrinks suddenly and drastically until it's just a sliver in width and very sharp. And the rest of the mass unspools and ribbons away into a very long and fine piece of like thread that almost seems to be made out of shadow itself. It's very difficult to focus on. Till you're left holding a needle and thread. Is Maxwell still there? Maxwell is still there. You can see if you try and follow that difficult to see thread of shadow, you can see that eventually the end of it connects to him. Okay. Do I get the feeling that it's a this is a trade-off that uh... Maxwell would become the book. Is that the sense I'm getting here? I think it's difficult to tell. I think that from what you can remember of what was said about it before, like made with care, made from a piece of you, um, that some part of Maxwell would need to be involved in the book unless you can think of a different thing to give. And I think that replicating the book exactly is not going to be possible because it's going to be a different... Oh, of course. Corel understands that. I think... I think they look at Maxwell they eye to eye and just sort of... If Corel gets that sense, I assume that sense sort of passes to Maxwell as well, but I'm sort of asking the part, that part of myself that's contained within Maxwell, is this okay? Maxwell looks at you for a long time and then very, very like deliberately bows and spreads his wings out. I just give a sort of nod of my head back. And I start to work in the air with this needle and thread. Um, you work in the air with the needle and thread. You can correct me, but I don't feel like Corel does know how to traditionally bookbind. No, it's not something they've studied. Especially with paper being so valuable in the Maelstrom, like, I don't think it's a very common skill. 
what I'm saying to you is as you're moving through the air, you can definitely get the sense that you could use this to traditionally bookbind and stitch book together. Like you try to think of something to make the book and you were literally given a needle and thread. But I think you'd still need to do more research into how and trying to get the paper and what paper, what medium would be suitable. So you've got the beginning. You have a tool is what I'm saying. Well, a god of knowledge should probably understand how to make their tool before they make it properly. Uh, this is a start. Um, and I just sort of sort of release the needle and sort of let it thread back for the moment into Maxwell. It tucks under his wing and he folds his wing and it vanishes from sight. <sighs> Time for breakfast. So it is morning. It's a beautiful day in the Pony City to go visit a clinic with a very long line. Oh no. <laughs> uh, out in the city proper, you you saw yesterday how from a distance Naponi had changed and taken on a really new demographic. It's absolutely packed with sites. There are loads of them here. Um, Naponi previously, well, in your last most recent visit, it had a lot of Araswati in it because the Corsairs had made a base here. And then in your visit before that, uh, when you were wee baby level eights or something like that. Pre-Laurelay. Pre-Laurelay, when you were last here, it was very Namazir dominated because this was originally a Namazir world. It's a water planet. It was Azalea, pleasure planet of the Namazir. <laughs> Schlurp's first hit song, actual <laughs> truth. And it's changed again. Now you have sites of every shape and size. You have a fair chunk of humans. You have Araswati still, presumably former Corsairs. You have some Namazir as well. Like, it's a real jumbled crowd. There are even a few Plumeen here. There's a lot of scaffolding and building going on. Do you guys disguise at all or are you just yourself? I feel like it's probably a good idea if you disguise. What if we just threw like one big cloak over the both of us? They just have oh, a very no. long torso. No, but if you do disguise self, you can make yourself look up to one foot taller or shorter i know this i know that but this is so much funnier no but people are gonna (laughs) notice and schlup really doesn't want people to notice if they're part of the body no one will notice god (laughs) well schlup's the one who can disguise so it's up to schlup i guess oh no (laughs) shona wants to do this schlup wouldn't would want to not be noticed oh you're technically right <laughs> so you just need but i desperately want to be a sight and an araswati in a trench coat. <laughs> no you're a sight and an araswati in a magic coat what is it what is the thing with the mup that the muppets do muppet, muppet ladder, ladder. Muppet. no like when they're in a coat i forgot oh, yeah. it. muppet man whatever muppet man <laughs> muppet man I'm just worried about use, using a high level spell slot. What if you have a cloak? You and have, I, disguise self is a first level spell. Oh, I thought you meant like a seeming. No, um, you can do disguise self. And because I'm on your head and I'm small, if I curl up around your head, <laughs> I won't be outside of the disguise self. Do you want to be like a big hat? A secret Araswati in your brain is what <laughs> Jess is saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can make yourself look up to a foot taller. Yeah. So you'll be, Laurelay will literally be inside your disguise. So just make yourself look like a really big, like, uh, construction site. Yeah. 
Just don't fall over because I'm sure that would give a sight nightmares if they saw an Aswati <laughs> fall out of another sight's head. <laughs> oh god. If, if that's an anxiety I didn't know I should have. <laughs> I'd be like, it'd be like Athena being born from a head. Um, wow, that's a, that's a reference. Classical reference is the best kind of reference. <laughs> Duncan gets me. I will use this guy's self to make myself another sight, make myself a little bit taller. Okay. So... Lorelei's in my brain, I guess. I kind of put it, put on a voice like, "Hey, <laughs> nice, nice, nice weather what? out." What the, why? Lorelei is invisible. You're just talking to yourself. <laughs> I'm only passing by people. It's like, sup? So you're stumping along as this huge, big, bulky construction yeah, site. Yeah, I'm depending on the ad, just like dunk, dunk, dunk. Square roll, shoulders. Roll, roll me performance, please. Performance, you say? 29. Okay, Lorelei, can you roll me acrobatics to hold on to Schlepp's head, Damn. you thumbless cretin? 18. Okay, with those two rolls, Schlepp convincingly stumps along as a construction site, and Lorelei remains entirely hidden and doesn't give anyone nightmares. <laughs> And like that, you stump up towards where Tasha's clinic is. Um, I don't think she told you the address, but it's quite easy to find it because there is a huge queue snaking most of the way through the city and lined up in this queue are sites with all sorts of problems. The missing limbs, some of them are sat on the ground. Some of them, their screens are bright red and have like, they have, sorry, their screens are bright blue and have like the error message on them. Oh God. Some kind of programming issue. Uh, you're disguised. Do you join the queue or do you go find Tesh? You're kind of, you need to go. I feel like Crick is going to be there like, where the fuck are they? Uh, I think I make sure I look a bit scuffed up and then I kind of like try to look for Tesh just in case because this, this line's going to take a while. Okay, you follow the line because Tesh is at the clinic. So as you're stomping along all arid, walking past this queue, people like are looking at you like, who's that asshole? He's going to jump the queue. Ugh, <laughs> uh, <stops> anxiety. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like having to walk past a queue full of people who are judging you because they think you're being an asshole sounds awful. I've had all that stuff happen and this is the worst thing. <laughs> back, back, back at the ship. It's okay, baby. Crick feels odd. I feel as if my child is jumping a queue. <laughs> wow. And I'm British. Oh, Crick is! Oh my God. That's really wrong. <laughs> he can sense it in his bones. It's Crick is like, don't, don't, don't you jump. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Right, so they're trumping up the front of the line. Like, <laughs> yep. Um, a building looms. It's a little bright red four-story building, which is kind of crooked and leaning against a green building next to it you're about half a street from the blue palace itself so it's quite a swanky building maybe it was some kind of fancy person's home or like a namazir's um holiday home and as you approach the front of the queue <laughs> the, the looks intensify until you can see at the front of this house the whole house has kind of been aired out and there you can see sights through the windows like the whole house has been turned into this clinic like all four floors and at the front at the front door, there is a little Araswati with a clipboard. And behind them is a, a really big, beefy, jacked-ass Namazir with one cybernetic arm, who's there, like, you know, obviously stopping people from pushing and etc. And as you approach the front of the queue, this Namazir kind of 
casually straightens up and is like, Hey. Oh hey. god, okay, that was too much. <laughs> Dial it down. I'm gonna bit. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in a line. <laughs> I'm British too. <laughs> I'm a British Navazir. Oi, oi. <laughs> Oi, 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 what are you doing jumping that queue, huh? Oh my Hi there, God. love. Get to the back of the queue now, sharpish. Oh, my God. The is straightens up and looks at you and just goes, You got an appointment with the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you such a... <laughs> Accent. <laughs> What's your name, then? Blocko. <laughs> Blocko. What? <laughs> oh my god, you're not allowed to make fun of me ever again, Blocko. <laughs> New name. New name in the chat. It's Blocko. 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 Oh my god. Oh god. Um, at this point, Lorelei is like, if it wouldn't traumatize all of these sites, I would just stick my head face out of the front of the Blocko's face (laughs) (laughs) and be like it's it's us let us the fuck in Shona's nickname is now (laughs) Shona's nickname in the chat is now Blocko oh my god thank you perfect (laughs) fuck oh do you move blocks then yeah I love it (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna cry blocks blocks cubes The polygons? What am I saying? Crates. Crates, boxes, anything. I'll move them as long as they're square. (laughs) I can stretch to rectangles, but it costs extra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I just rolled intelligence and got a fucking nat one. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, should I I roll? But... I was like, I'm just going to see how smart this Namaz it was. And the Namaz it was like, what if I was an absolute amoeba? Dumb as a block. All of the muscle Him went... Bro. All of the, the, like, the muscle mass went to his muscles in his arms. There's nothing in uh, in the brain. Nothing up there. Just a, a little pea brain going... Little pea brain. The Namaz it looks your I just remembered. Blocko. Blocko. That followed the look of sheer panic on my face. It was just a panic that Shona said it. Oh, God. I'm crying. Uh, and Shona lost the right to make fun of me ever again. No, that, yeah, name. okay. But, like, it's it's French, so it's spelled with a Q. Blocko. Blocko. No, no, it's, it's block hyphen zero. Yes! Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that works. Oh, God. Then Amazir looks you up and down and just goes, Oh, good. I love a good block moving sight. They are the best shapes, aren't they? Oh, they're great. If I if I ever see a circle, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off with your circles. Oh my god. Someone asked me to move a triangle once. If I could have spat on them, I would have. Coming rougher by the sentence. Oh, 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 oh. Symbol is a circle. <laughs> 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 the 
god. The nervous <laughs> like the little Araswati goes starts to go, but the, the site's not on the register. And the Namazo literally just puts a hand on their face and pushes them to the side and is like, let Blocko through. <laughs> Good honest people are hard to come by these days. Come on, you. Thanks. Get in love. Thanks, mate. <laughs> You're welcome, mate. Chum. Chum. Buddy. Buddy. Oh, pal. Oh, pal. Oh, my guy. The Namazo literally let, like, moves to the side to let you in. And he's literally holding the Araswati against the wall with one hand. I go it. I go it. I have a question. Blocko, what do you think of hexagons? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Dishonor on your family. Four sides. That's it. Okay, okay. You stump past the Namazir and the poor Araswati who's just muffled against like by this Namazir's big hand over their face. Um, and you enter the reception area. There are more sites sat down queuing on chairs and there's a narrow flight of stairs to the left, which is presumably going up to the office. And the Namazir leans in after you and just says, Go on up to the dock, mate. Thanks. My, my guy. Gotta get you back to work. Hey, Asapi. Hey, Asapi. Asapi. I'm going. <laughs> my injuries affected my voice box. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go. <laughs> my injuries. <laughs> oh, my God. So I love that they didn't even need to lie during this. They could have just said I... Oh my god. Somewhere out there, Dana is like, what? I know they're fucking around somewhere. Oh my god. You go up the stairs and you go another flight. There are basically there are three flights of stairs. Uh, Tesh is on the top floor, as it turns out. You go past sites who are sat on chairs on the stairs and they're all kind of looking at you <laughs> judgmentally as you stump past as Blocko until you finally get to the fourth floor, which has got sloped ceilings. It's in an attic. There are big open windows and Tesh is here with um, kind of hurrying between four examination rooms, uh, examination beds. And as you enter, Tesh looks up and goes, okay, okay. And then reaches for her collar and is like, security, I think we've got to push through. Someone needs to fire Terry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to use message um, on Tesh and be like, no, it's, it's, it's me. It's sharp. Cancel that. But still, maybe fire Terry. <laughs> don't fire Terry. I don't want to be the reason she's unemployed. Just hear this quiet, like, whistle <laughs> that nobody noticed because Blocko's been so loud. But Lorelei is just fucking shaking, trying not to laugh. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, the tea kettle. <laughs> I've got a tea <laughs> kettle. I've got a tea, I got a tea kettle in the chest. Who boiled the kettle? Here it goes. i got a tea kettle in my chest. Who wants a cuppa? I only have builder's tea. <laughs> Why is Blocko so British? <laughs> I don't know. Why does Blocko take his shirt off in the summer and only wear a high his vest? <laughs> Tesh just stares up at you and then very slowly reaches for her lapel again and just goes, yeah, no, we're going to fire Terry. <laughs> What did Terry do wrong? <laughs> I mean, what specifically? Do you not like Blocko? <laughs> she drops her lapel and looks up at you and goes, <gasps> Who the fuck is Blocko? 
Schlep, what the fuck? I panicked. Why? I told you you could just come here in the morning. You have an appointment. And behind her, one of the sites who has like, both of its legs are off. It sits up and is like, schlep. And she's like, no, 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 no. Now come sit down. Like, come into my office. And then another site is like, starts to kind of drag itself off the bed with one arm. It is like, schlep. See, this and she's is like, why. No. You're like, why? why this you... is why I did this. This is why I'm blocko. <laughs> She runs to you and starts pushing you like at your knees to try and get you into her office as these other sites are like rolling around trying uh, to, try to have a look. Uh. <laughs> She's like, go in my office now! I'm going! And then she pushes you in and shuts the door. And then like le- there's a little tannoy system by the door and she presses it and she just goes, Hi, um, just to clear that up, there there is a site now in my office called Blocko. All right. There is no one else here. And definitely, let me just, I'm going to roll deception. Can oh, I, she's not very good. Can I help with that? <laughs> just me, Blocko. <laughs> can you help if it's a two? Well, the shit. <laughs> she this leans, is the end. <laughs> she, she, leans, for Blocko. she leans into the tannoy and she goes, there's nobody here except Blocko and definitely not the sight synth rhythm. And then turns it and looks at you and goes, I guess panicking runs in the family. I'm so sorry. The rest of us are just having a nice breakfast back at the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all having a normal time. <laughs> okay, I'm appointments go well. Laura Lange looks excellent. Me and Shona are both crying. Like, Oh my God. Oh, we need... <laughs> Considering our last sessions were like the end of the universe and soulmates falling into an ocean and whatever. We need Blocko. Blocko is our saviour. Thank Do we need this much of Blocko? Yes. <laughs> Blocko. Tesh climbs up onto the examination table and literally stands over your head, one foot either side of your face, and is like, pulls out a huge screwdriver and is like, right, let's get this chip in, and then bends down. Have you just dropped and drops the disguise yeah. and Lorelei is like, and Tesh screams and falls over backwards onto Schlepp's chest and is like, Lorelei, what the hell? <laughs> Sorry, I came as more of support, but then, but then Blocko happened. <laughs> Just get off the bed. <laughs> I, I jump off and I hold Schlepp's hand. Yeah, and uh, Tesh is going to roll Metaneering, which she is really good at, thank God. Uh, yeah, she rolled a 19, so she kind of squats next to where your like your auditory receptor is, and she tips your head over sideways and opens up your head. Uh, takes the paneling away and starts fiddling away in there, and then she says, I'm just going to disable your uh, pain receptors so that you can't feel anything. Is that okay? For how long? It'll just be for the next five minutes. I just don't really want you to feel what's going on. Cool. And she presses a button and your whole body goes limp like a noodle. Okay, now just gonna insert this here. You shouldn't feel anything. And then you hear like a clicking noise and then slowly your bud your body kind of buzzes back on again and you hear like the shtick as she like slides the panels back in over the back of your head. And she swings down off the examination table and says, There you go, I told you it'd be really easy. Um, you should be hearing a very slight buzz. Am I? Yeah, there's a very, very faint buzz in the back of your head. She goes, your receptors will start to tune that out after about five minutes. 
Um, if they don't, let me know and I'll get that fixed for you. Um, like I said, it probably it might not be perfect. It probably won't be perfect, but hopefully it will just it should be able to pick out if anyone tries to do it again. I appreciate any kind of way of knowing if this happens again, even if it's not foolproof. So thank you. You're welcome. Anything from my sight sibling, I guess. Half sibling? Sight bling. That's <laughs> terrible. Sight bling makes you sound like jewelry. Ayy. Right. As I'm no doubt sure you saw on your way up, I have a lot of I have a lot of patience to see. So it's been wonderful. And I'm sure I'll see you again soon. Stay safe and don't disappear for six months, okay? I'm gonna really try to not to do that again. And if you see the kids before I do next, um, can you tell them that mummy's working very hard and she'll be home soon? Where are they, by the way? They're on Rava. It was safer to leave them ah. there. I didn't. I don't want to risk bringing them past Sorrel with everything that's going on and. With the jump gates shorting out, Azalea is not really the best place to raise kids at the moment. So they're on Rava and I'm here. But they're with Noon and Rava's probably one of the safest places to be right now. Right. I'm sorry. Like, I know like you need to, but also still, sorry, that sucks. It does. It does suck. Um, but if you see them first, say hi for me. Will do. And she waves you out of her office. I need to be Blocko again. How about <clears throat> we dimension door to the street behind here, and then just you turn into Blocko, we dimension door out of the building, and then we just leg it home. <laughs> that might be best just considering everything. <laughs> um, yeah, Blocko's up. Do you mind if I do? <laughs> Sorry, this is my blocko voice. Do you mind if I do dimension door in your office? Uh, go ahead. It'll be exciting. Peace. They, <laughs> <laughs> they make the door, then they fall back, and they fall backwards through it <laughs> into the street, and then they're like in it, like arms, like their arms are like a right angles. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the rest of you back on the KJ. <laughs> On the back, back on the KJ, the rest of you are having a relatively normal breakfast <laughs> when Lorelei and Schlurp come racing, like thundering into the kitchen. Lorelei still... riding on Schlurp. Schlurp, are you still Blocko? I'm, st I'm still Blocko. Schlurp is still Blocko. <laughs> and I imagine you're all just there with your various breakfast foods, like, okay, that's uh, weird. Corel pulls out. pulls out a dagger just because the strange side is just run under the ceiling. Oh, shit! <laughs> No, it's me! It's me, you goodbye, Schlurp! Schlurp, why are you British? <laughs> I mean, they are normally British. <laughs> why, why are you more British? Why Why are you northern? <laughs> you lots weren't of, before. Lots of planets have a north! <laughs> yeah! Hey, listeners. Paige here. I'd like to say a quick thank you to our cast. That's Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Shona as Schlurp, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Duncan as Corell, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. If you've enjoyed the show, consider leaving a review, recommending us to a friend, checking out our store, or becoming a supporter over on our Patreon. We're the indiest of indie productions, and every little really does help. That's all from me. 
See you in three weeks in the Maelstrom Galaxy.